Hello everybody and welcome to the first episode of Global LPG Conversations for 2022. Um, happy everybody. Uh, in this podcast we explore developments in LPG markets around the world. My name is David Appleton. Uh, I am a Vice President for Argus Media in the LPG sector and today I'm joined by Peter Wilson who is Editor of LPG. Hello Peter. Hello David. And Emma Rice who is a Senior Editor of LPG in the Global Lead for Editorial Team. Hi Emma, how are you today? Hi, David. All well. Good, good. Okay, so we'll get straight into it here. Um, Both Emma and Peter are based in our London office and generally focusing on the European market. So, Pete, what are we seeing as the, the year gets underway? Well, it's it's it's, int- it's interesting actually. Um, often, you know, at the start of the year, you're asked questions like that. You know, sort of implying something will substantially change as as one year moves into another, like like it's not just any other period in the calendar. But as uh, 2021 drew to a close, things really did um, shift significantly in the outlook in Northwest Europe, and this was all down really to the reopening of. Um, the arbitrage for moving propane into the region from the US. The US being, of course, um, the largest, the world's largest LPG exporter and, and really Europe's key swing supplier. Now, as recently as the fourth quarter, um, 21, US propane, it was at eight-year highs. Uh, this was mainly on sort of long-held and, in hindsight, maybe overblown concerns over domestic stock levels there. But then as winter began mildly, prices uh they seemingly lost all support uh, this the sort of overzealous buying from retailers um prior to winter had left them very well stocked going into the year end where temperatures were then mild so values you know plummeted and this uh well this saw the arbitrage to europe uh duly sort of swing open netbacks for shifting propane um transatlantic across the third quarter they were about um minus 11 dollars per ton so you're looking at you know losing money for moving gas at least on a spot basis but this flipped well into positive territory in the fourth quarter with netbacks averaging about around positive uh, 13 dollars per ton and this move um very sort of swift move towards the year end from from negative to positive returns it markedly shifted uh, 2022 forecasts you know from all sort of analysts really uh, in, including us and uh, Essentially, 2022 moved more bearish as really the potential for the taps to be turned back on from the region's uh, key swing supplier returned. Interesting. So um, really quite a big change over the course of, of just a month. It just shows, shows how the market can, can move so quickly. Um, so, Emma, was this, do you agree with Pete that this is largely a, a US-led story or was there anything else going on there? Um, well, as with any arbitrage, there are two sides to the story. Um, so US is, as Pete said, the world's biggest exporter and has a, an outsized impact on everywhere else. But uh, there are local factors in Europe that are capping supply on our side of the equation. Um, firstly, European refinery capacity. It's been markedly reduced of late by full partial closures, mothballing, planned bioconversions, and the wake of COVID-19 that really hit profitability in that sector. So uh, there's some Argus analysis been looking at that shows almost 5% of the region's 2020 refining capacity, it's equivalent to about 700,000 barrels a day, it's going to be lost by the end of 2022, so that's substantial. And then adding to that, 
although globally LPG is primarily produced by gas processing, a ratio of about two to one compared to refining. In Europe, it's the other way around with about three quarters of Europe's LPG coming from refineries. So any impact on refining capacity has an outsized impact on the region's LPG supply. And then secondly, uh, in the wake of the sustained high natural gas prices, the record highs they've hit in the last couple of months, refineries have been using LPG internally as much as they can because to replace natural gas wherever possible because the difference in price is ma massive. Um, so there's been less available to supply and even some people are finding their contractual commitments are being trimmed back. So and that also has another impact on local supply is that uh, natural gas prices being so high, there's an incentive for producers to leave as much LPG as they can within parameters allowed, leave it within the natural gas stream rather than spend money stripping it out to sell on at a, a cheaper price than they get for it as gas. So okay. all of those Very adding together, yeah. less and then, Indeed, and then just uh, obviously, I mean, you've been covering this uh, the LPG market, I think, for for more than two decades. Have we ever seen this um, this uh, incursion of natural gas prices and dynamics into LPG markets the way that we we saw it over the, the fourth quarter? Is is it something completely new? It has happened in the past, I think, sort of about five years ago, but but briefly for a, for a, you know a week or so, a matter of days. But this has been sustained for months and. There seems to be little expectation that it's really going to shift back in time before spring. So it, it has it has led to some people being extremely worried if there's cold weather, how far the region can. Right. The supply chain can meet a sudden surge in demand. So far, it's not been tested. We've had relatively mild weather and it's been OK, but the winter's not over yet. That's right. And I guess looking a bit further forward, uh, uh, as well as, you know, looking at US stock numbers and so forth, um, uh, the LPG sector needs to keep a, a decent eye on on natural gas stocks as well globally, which is, I guess, something they don't normally have to do. Yeah, definitely. Um, and Pete, just uh, back to you, you mentioned that uh, there's this potential for the taps to be turned back on in terms of the flows into Europe. What are we seeing in regarding um, LPG on the water heading in, in the direction of Europe? Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's fair to say that uh, this potential has has definitely been uh, realised um, in December, just as this this arbitrage opportunity was opening up. We saw US ex US imports into Europe uh, really fly, and they hit a fourteen month high of around uh, five hundred and fifty thousand uh, tons. Uh, and January will be about um, half a million tons. So it's uh, it's really big numbers, bigger than we saw across the whole of last year. And it's consistent now, you know, January is backed up December and we expect sort of uh, similar things in February, although uh, it's, it's a bit early to, to give a figure on that. OK, great. And then uh, in terms of where that, that product's got, got to find a home, where, where's, it, where's it going in terms of the sectors? Right. So we're having this conversation in winter. So, of course, uh, cyclical uh, heating demand is very much a thing at the moment, uh, as Emma uh, said winter's not been especially harsh both across the continent but also across the sort of the northern hemisphere uh, more widely but despite this you know the majority of um, the region's heating demand which is about five million tons per year 
this this is of course satisfied over these 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 colder months even if they are relatively mild um but alongside heating uh, the petrochemical sector is is also of course playing a role you know the the same um depreciation in values that saw the arbitrage open up has also shifted propane's pricing um relationship to competing uh, feedstocks for the street steam cracker uh, sector in Europe um namely against nafta so we've seen the petchem sector really step up uh, on this basis but it has not been as high as it could have been you know despite these 14 month highs in imports being hit uh, amazingly really uh, such records were passed despite what is uh, Northwest Europe's biggest single consumer? Um, this is Dow's uh, three train steam cracker in, in Tenoisen in the Netherlands, d- despite that site actually being out for the majority of, uh, the majority of uh, this, this time frame. Now, uh, the issue at Dow is stemmed from a, a loss of steam supply uh, in very late in November. This was uh, restored um, shortly afterwards in early December. But at the time, it led to a shutdown of, of nearly all the production facilities across the wider site. And as we understand it, uh, one cracker w- was unaffected. And at first, normal processes across the remaining two crackers were was expe- expected to be restored in the first half of January. But we've still seen flows into the site. Uh, imports uh, remain very muted. So our current understanding on the situation there is that a second cracker is now operating, but at reduced rates, and the uh, the final unit is perhaps now not expected online for several weeks. And the latest from our from our market sources is that they, they don't expect full ethylene uh, output at, at the site in Tenoisen until maybe late February. Okay, very interesting. <laughs> I guess um, uh, that's something that. Need to keep an eye on in terms of the uh, European market because not yeah, just this cracker, but of course when you have other other ones uh, which have uh, turnarounds or whatever, they can make quite a big difference to to certainly the immediate demand. Um, uh, and then obviously Europe is not just about the Northwest and the ARA and the petrochemicals; it's uh, also what happens further south is important. And uh, what, Emma, what have we seen in terms of uh, any interesting developments in the Mediterranean uh, in the LPG markets? So I think the, the biggest feature of the Mediterranean market recently is uh, Morocco and Algeria, who have uh, broken off diplomatic relations, which has had a fallout for the LPG market, Algeria being the region's biggest producer and Morocco being one of its biggest consumers and being neighbours. Obviously, the obvious flow is Algeria to Morocco, and uh, that's no longer the case. So contracts have not been renewed. Um, as far as we can tell, the last LPG vessel that transported LPG from Algeria to Morocco was in mid-late December, and nothing since then. So there's an obvious opportunity for more US supplies to go into Morocco. It was already increasing hugely. That, that flow looks set to grow more. And then the Algerian supplies that are no longer going to Morocco will potentially look for more markets east of Suez competing with Mideast tons um, or potentially more into Turkey, perhaps swapping out some of the US exports that go into Turkey. Um, it's not clear yet. Right. How that will 
settle down, but uh, it's certainly interesting. Yeah, and then and just to be clear, this is uh, basically 100% butane that we're talking about rather than propane, if it's into Mocco. Yeah, correct? I think it's like 99% butane. I think there is a tiny bit of, but of propane, but, but not Okay. Much. Yeah, very interesting. So, yeah, we may again see uh, those increasing U.S. butane exports uh, carry on coming in uh, in the the, Atlanta, the direction of uh, Europe and and Africa. Um, great. And then just to finish up, uh, Pete, you recently wrote a, a viewpoint with uh, some ideas about what we're expecting for the the coming three to six months or so. Um, what a uh, what is your view on that? What are the key points uh, as we go forward? Sure. Well, to put it simply, um, with regards to, to the imports, at least, we expect uh, more of the same, more, more of what I've been saying. Um, the arbitrage uh, out of the US into Europe, it's not as attractive as it was when, when US prices uh, tumbled in the fourth quarter. But, but that's natural uh, when arbitrage is, you know, um, yawn massively. Uh, they tend to sort of peter out thereafter as cargoes are booked on the route, you know, dampening prices in the uh, on the delivered side of the equation. But we will still see strong flows. And um, of course, I mentioned the, the Dow issue perhaps being resolved uh, in late February. The, this will uh, boost demand this side of the Atlantic, perhaps around to the tune of around 100,000 tonnes per month, uh, if, if Tenoisen really ramps up to, to max. And then looking even further ahead, I mean, as heating demand really, really wanes as, as we exit the first quarter um, and begin to enter summer, I think pet chem demand, including Tenoisen, of course, will, will really pick up, pick up the slack. Uh, and this is, I mean, just looking at the futures markets, it sort of tells the story that they're showing really steep propane discounts to NAFTA, um, way beyond sort of the three figure mark on, on a dollar per ton basis. Uh, this is sort of starts in late spring and, and all through summer, we're wider than a hundred dollar discount uh, to NAFTA. And this discounts like that, uh, they'll ensure, you know, near enough guarantee that uh, all flexible steam cracker sites, you know, with the ability to, to increase their propane intake will do so to maximum. Okay, very interesting. So we'll have to see how that evolves over, over the coming months. And uh, I guess while none of us, uh, none of us have a, a crystal ball and things can change pretty quickly, uh, I think the the picture that we're seeing now is uh, is really quite different than probably what we thought it would have been uh, two or three months ago. Great. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Peter. Cheers, David. Thank you, Emma. Pleasure. Cheers. Um, before we go, uh, just to note that we will be back in with another episode in, in a couple of weeks uh, where I'll be talking to our LPG principal consultant, Kristen Miller, about more uh, specifics around the, the outlook and actually looking a bit further into the future with a, a longer term view. Um, and if any of our listeners have any topics that they would like to hear us discuss, then please don't hesitate to, to get in touch with uh, the Argus LPG team and we'll see if we can uh, go over anything that's uh, of interest uh, to the market. Great. Thanks very much, everybody. And uh, stay safe and we'll, we'll be back with another episode in a couple of weeks' time.